This is John Gescheidmeyer of Wisconsin Real Estate Today, your real estate expert. This podcast is designed to equipping people with the teaching and tools they need to succeed in real estate. I hope you enjoy this episode and subscribe for more real estate content. If you were to identify the number one thing that probably would matter most when it comes to marketing your home, I think most people would agree it's probably photography. In today's podcast, we're going to talk about that very most important part, in my opinion. And it at least has to be in the top five. But photography sets the stage for everything. And finding the right agent who understands or utilizes the right tools or hires the right people, um, that's a pretty important thing. And one of the frustrating things I see is in, in our industry is that people will use their cousin because they feel that they have to. Or people will use a realtor that, you know, maybe when they, when they bought the house, well, that realtor was so good. And they don't do any research whatsoever, none, on what that person does on the selling side of things. I, I had a recent conversation with a seller who said, well, if you're just doing listings and you don't really work with too many buyers, I, I don't know if that's going to be the best for us. And to be honest with you, I almost fell off my chair. So that, when I don't understand where they're coming from, and they make a statement that is a little bit different, it's an educational moment for me. And so I, I had to pry, and I had to pry a little bit more. I had to probe a little bit deeper. And so I asked them, I said, I, I would think that you would want somebody, because you're not buying a place, right? Uh, these are older uh, sellers, and they're moving into an assisted living type of place. And they said, well, you know, we're hoping you have all the buyers. And I said, guys, that's not, what, that's not what's important. What's important is the fact that I'm finding all the buyers and I'm getting all the other agents out there to work for us. And the reason why that is is because you want me not out finding all the buyers. You want me to concentrate on selling your home and finding the masses and attracting the masses to your home because that's gonna bring you the best offer. You want necessarily, I mean, I'll represent both sides if I have the buyer, and of course I would love to sell my own place. Let's be honest, I mean, it, it, we make more money doing that, right? And we should have equal opportunity to sell it, to make that co-broke commission that most sellers pay. But when it really boils down to it, my job is to position you for the best. Our goal is always to sell the fastest and at the highest price with the best terms. So once we're on the same page when it comes to that, now we got to get into the nitty gritty of marketing. And like I said before, you know, I, well, I have to use my brother. He's in real estate. Well, have you checked out your brother's listing photos? Does he take them from an iPhone? Which, by the way, the new iPhone um, at the time of this podcast anyway, amazingly better than previous versions. But it's still not where you should be taking a lot of your photos. Believe it or not, I will use my, my camera phone to take some photos. But it's certainly not going to be the majority of your photos. So when it comes to photography, I think we would all agree that whether it's 2D photos or 3D photos, virtual tours, walkthroughs, whatever it may be, sometimes more isn't better but it's usually better than a camera phone. 
or an outdated, you know, digital photograph or digital camera from years past. So let's talk a little bit about how we can best position ourselves. If you're selling, and again, we're trying to attract as many buyers as we can, we want to have the best photos out there no matter what. And that should be something that we all agree on, right? But how do we do that? Well, the first thing you have to do is to make sure that your agent is investing in their technology. Not only technology, I mean, Remax, and I'm going to talk about Remax for a second here. Remax is amazing in the technology that we offer. And I don't believe that anyone does it better, especially with what we're creating and what we're doing now. The marketing tools are amazing. The syndication, how we send our listings out, including to Zillow, which one very large company in Wisconsin does not do that. But how we market, how we present that is great. I mean, that, that's number one, right? It's the most important thing. So let's talk a little bit about the do's and don'ts when it comes to photography. You have to make sure that you are researching your agent. Ask to see their last 10 listings. Ask to see, and we can definitely send this to you in a link through MLS, ask to see their photography. If they start to get uncomfortable or they start asking a lot of questions, that might be a time to call me. That might be a time to call my team. We invest in our technology. We invest in photography because having the right equipment, you know, I have a 10 by by, by 24 millimeter lens and you can go down to a seven millimeter lens as well. I don't use fisheye photography. I don't use fisheye lenses. I, I don't want to mislead the buyer. But remember that a photograph, no matter how well edited it is, it is still a 2D object. So I always make sure that I take my own photos, I edit them myself using the same software that other photographers use. And if it's applicable and it makes sense, I do hire out 3D photography. It can create that virtual tour, so to speak, which I think is for the most part standard in most of your listings. Now look, I'm not trying to discriminate. If you have an 1,100 square foot ranch, um, I'm not gonna gain a lot of benefit from doing a 3D photo shoot. But that doesn't mean I won't do it. I, I wanna be consistent. I'm just trying to do what makes sense, okay? And I have had people say, well, yeah, if you're doing it for one, but you're not doing it for others, and I do understand that. But remember, I like to be boutique, and I like to preach that at Remax Service First, we are boutique. We're local, we're boutique, but we are powered by the largest brand in the United States and in the world. And so for me, it's very simple to justify and to work with the sellers to either do something or not do something. Remember, I'm not making all the decisions. This is, this is my seller's home. We're going to do this collaboratively and we're going to do it together as a team. All right, so I found a great article called fixthephoto.com. And if you go to that site, backslash business, backslash real estate photography tips, I found some really good tips at that website. And so I wanted to go through and just give you some good ideas and some things to think about. You know, there's a lot of people on this podcast, after listening to the podcast, might feel empowered to go do this themselves, and that's fine. I will tell you this, though. Some people think that the answer is to hire a professional photographer. I am the first to tell you, with no disrespect to some really awesome, talented people out there, most photographers don't understand angles when it comes to real estate sales. They don't understand spatial 
symmetry. I love symmetry. It creates a semblance of order. And if your buyer walks in the door thinking that even from the photos, everything was kind of prim and proper, you have a much, much better chance of them spending what you want them to spend on your house. You know, remember, you're going to put your house out at a list price. The market is going to determine what that appropriate price is based on a lot of factors, including what's happening right now, what's happening across the board, what's happening in the neighboring communities. And the price that you might get on May 15th might not be the same price that you get on July 15th or December 15th. And so you have to look at the seasonality, too, of what has happened. History tends to repeat itself. So if your agent is not looking at when you should list and the history of those quarterly sales and what's strongest, well, maybe it's time to to do some more research. All right, back to photography. First thing is to choose the right time. This is from fixthephoto.com. Choose the right time. What do they mean by that? Choose the right time of the day. When you go and look at a property as a listing agent, you have to understand where is the sun going to be, which part of the house is going to receive most sun or which parts won't receive sun, and make your determination along with the seller on what is the best time uh, to take your photos. Now, I, I don't necessarily agree, but in this article it says, if the weather is cloudy, you should choose another time for shooting. If, the, if that's my only factor, believe it or not, the interior photos will not suffer too much um, if they're edited properly just because it's cloudy out, right? Uh, however, I, I agree with the statement in general. If I can find a nice sunny day, that's great. But sometimes too much sunlight can wash things out. Most realtors do not invest in technology, and they don't invest in having good editing software. In our editing software, we can dim down too much light that's coming through a window. We can, we can remove shadows from an area in a room by increasing the shadow aspect of that. I mean, you don't have to be a genius to figure this out. You just have to invest in the right stuff. Um, the other thing is we have virtual photography, right? So I can go and take a picture of a room, and I can have my editors for a fee um, virtually place furniture in those rooms. It's pretty slick. The other thing I do is if I want to take a photo that I took, they can remove the sky, and they can make it sunny. They can make it twilight. You know, so there's a lot of things you can do with your photography, right? But the best photo shoot, of course, is the best time of the day. So as agents, we have to go and make sure that when we are looking at the property itself, we're finding the best two or three pictures in each room, right? Rear of the home. We call it the rear elevation, the front elevation, whatever it may be. And when it's all said and done, we have an idea, especially if you're experienced. I've sold over 500 homes since I got my license a little over eight and a half years ago. Uh, That's a lot of experience. And I don't know everything, that's for sure. And I'm only as good as my last sale, but I do know what to do and what not to do. That's for sure. So all blinds and windows should be open. We want to have as much natural light coming in to light the room as possible. But at the same time, it's not acceptable to take a room photo, whether it's dark or not, without the lights on. All your lighting should be on in your home, okay? 
Now, if you have some of these kind of funky 70s, you know, track lighting with spotlights, yeah, that, well, first of all, you should be replacing those if possible. But secondly, yeah, if, if it's shining directly into the camera lens from the camera's eye, so to speak, that might be a problem. But when you turn on all the lighting, especially outdoor lighting, maybe a perfect time to take that photo is at dusk, where you can see the up lighting or the down lighting from the soffits. Those are really important, huge features of that property that need to be certainly, uh, certainly photographed and accented. That's our job, right? Well, if you are taking photos, especially in low light conditions, it doesn't matter what camera you use, you have to make sure that everything is ultra still. So in low lighting conditions, we need to use a tripod. I have a tripod. I've got various things that are always in my mobile office. That's my car. They're in my trunk. And when it's all said and done, I've got to make sure that no matter where I'm placing that, that it's still. Remember, the lower the aperture, the more light will come in over time if you set it that way. Some of the cameras allow you to do everything manually. Some cameras won't, okay? Um, One suggestion they made at fixthephoto.com is choose a full-frame camera. Now, if you are going to sell your home yourself, you probably aren't going to go spend $1,000 on camera equipment and lenses and all the other things that you need to do. But if you do, you got to have a wide-angle lens. I talked about that earlier. Wide-angle lenses are awesome except if they distort the room itself. Generally speaking, when you are taking a photo of a room, I don't want three walls in a photo. And you might say, well, how do you do that? Well, usually I'm taking... Uh, taking photos in corners. And when it's all said and done, when I'm in a corner, I am getting, um, I'm, I'm getting most of the room. I'm getting really good angles. But there are some times when you just have to be symmetrical and you have to take a photo getting both walls in. But again, if you're going to have three walls in the photo, the back wall and the two side walls, you have to make sure that it's symmetrical. Don't, don't, don't imbalance your photo one way or the other. It's going to look silly. Now, number nine on their list is use flashes. And I'm going to tell you that I disagree with that statement. I believe that I could, in most lighting conditions, give you a better-looking photo without using flash. It is hilarious to me when I, and, and my agents know to look for this too, but it is hilarious to me that when we are looking at other agents and other sellers that didn't list with us, when we're looking at their photography, it's amazing to me how many hands, faces, people, children, pets that get into those photos. It's really funny. But I I kind of want to go knock on the door of the seller and say, hi, you don't really know me and I'm not really supposed to be talking to you, but my goodness, How in the world did you hire your agent? Have you seen your own photos? And I just often wonder, do do these people know that their photography is awful? But see, almost never, in fact, I can't remember the last time anybody has ever said before they signed a listing contract or asked, John, can we see an example of of your photography? And it just amazes me that people will hire 
agents without looking into what agents are supposed to do best. I, I mean, if I, I know we ha- we're very trusting people, right? Especially in the Midwest, we, we we trust people. When we meet them, we get a good vibe from them, and we just kind of assume that all the other things they do are good. But you know, really, should we be asking our financial advisor for recommendations? and then calling those people and asking how they've done for those other people. Now, it's, you know, if you've ever hired somebody, you know, resumes are kind of a joke, right? So are references. So I, I get that references are always going to say things good, but I will ask questions if I'm looking to hire somebody, what's the number one complaint you have or what's a complaint you have about your financial advisor or your doctor or your real estate agent or whatever it may be? Um, I just find that it's a little bit odd that people don't investigate these things before, right? Um, One of the things we really should talk about too, and and it's not necessarily the rooms itself or the photos themselves, but obviously I think it goes without saying that before you're even close to taking photos of a property, you really have to go room to room and figure out what should be done and what should not be done in these rooms. It's just amazing to me that I see toothbrush um, and nighttime accessories sitting on a bathroom counter. Yes, we do want to show off counter space in a kitchen, but it's okay to have a few things. Almost everybody has a Keurig in their home. Almost everybody has, you know, a mixer, right, a KitchenAid or something like that. And I'm not saying one brand is better than another, but... You should have fresh fruit sitting out, maybe on a counter. Again, things that are inviting, things that, you know, I I call it the pottery barn effect, right? Go to Pottery Barn and see how things are displayed. Now, that might not be your house. I get that. But when it comes to photography, take the time to put the the toilet seat down. Take the time to, to fold the towels in a way that you would see at a hotel, right? Those are, those are just all those little things that matter. But yet I continue to see real estate agents that don't really know what they're doing, and it's frustrating. All right, so one suggestion is find creative angles of shooting. You know, I, and I, this is what I referred to earlier about symmetry. I'll, one of the photos I really like is getting close-ups of some of the interesting appliances or maybe a faucet or maybe, you know, a, a, a basket of fruit fresh flowers, those are, those are your feel-good type of photos that really don't do anything to show you the house itself. But when you use selective focus, you can blur the background and make the flowers stand out, the, the fruit basket stand out. How about a front door? When you're standing outside and you kind of crouch down and you open the front door about maybe two-thirds of the way, and maybe that front door gives you an incredible view view of the great room or the foyer, right? All things that we as realtors should know about. It is our job, in my opinion, to make sure that when we come and take photos, for one, you should be there, right? Because you, you need to help us if you're the seller. But it is our job to coach you through everything that we need to do and everything that looks good. It goes without saying that we have to understand our equipment. If you're not using the proper camera settings, then no matter how good your photos are, 
if they're not taken with the right settings, you're going to have a problem, right? So take care of those things. Your aperture, your shutter speed, your ISO setting, those all matter. Some of the cameras, especially the expensive cameras, they'll do it kind of in a, you know, a dummy mode where they'll kind of, the camera will do the work for you. What doesn't have a computer in it these days, including cameras, uh, right? You know, but those are absolutely things that that we need to look at Um, because, again, it it doesn't matter. The other thing we have to pay attention to is color temperature. Now, there's uh, there's a lot I can do on my editing software, but but originally people would take the photos, they would do what they can, we can put the camera in what's called a raw mode, which gives us total access and ability to change anything. That's what I take my photos in. And by, by no means am I a photography expert, trust me. But I, when I take a photo, I will always step back and look, and I will make sure that I'm getting the right lighting as well. Sometimes white shows up as yellow. Sometimes fluorescent lighting, well, not sometimes, Almost all the time, fluorescent lighting will destroy a photo, in my opinion. I think it's the most hideous type of light out there. I get it, but you can better yourself with LED as long as it's soft white. Um, Pay attention to shadows. Again, if you're taking photos at different times of the day, you don't necessarily have to worry about that. And yeah, you know, I don't necessarily want to make three trips to your house, but I have to sometimes to make sure I'm getting the right photos at the right time. Interior-wise, remember, bright, cheery, um, you know, just focus on a subject and adjust the light towards it, right? That's usually what works best, and and maybe that might be talking over people's heads there, but um, the other thing is if you're not really sure what to do, especially to, the, to my fellow realtors out there that have a ways to go. If you don't have the equipment, if you if maybe you don't have the sales yet, pay to, or outsource your photo editing. Let somebody else do it. So there are so many different things that you can do to set yourself apart when it comes to photography. I, this is only some of them. But if you focus on angles, if you have the right equipment, and you're paying a professional to at least get you a better photo shoot than you would be able to, I think you've done everything you can. Remember, a buyer can see your home essentially open at any time, day or night, 24-7 on the internet. And that's where you need to make sure that you are, you are literally putting your best foot forward when it comes to this stuff. Hey, I'm John Gescheidmeyer, and this podcast is for you. If there's a topic you want to know about, let me know. Until next time, tune in, subscribe, and share. Let other people know if you find this content valuable. This session of Wisconsin Real Estate Today has come to a close. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast and let others know if you found this content useful. Until next time, make today your best day.